Hello beautiful people and welcome back on Home in a Teacup, the podcast on which we're trying to understand the thing of home through conversations around the topics of cultural identity, nationality, languages and travel. In today's episode, Afizet tells us everything about her growing up in an immigrant family and having to talk different languages at home and at school. We also discuss what her religion means to her and how it impacts her daily life in France. Before starting, I'd like to say that none of the speakers are native English speakers, so mistakes can and will probably be made. Do not forget to subscribe if you like this episode and wish to hear more fascinating conversations like this one. And you can follow Home in a Teacup on Instagram if you want to be updated with the latest news. Hope you enjoy! Could you please introduce yourself to the people who do not know you? Yes, so my name is uh, Afizé. Um, I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm currently, well, not currently, we're almost finished, so... Let's just pretend I, that we're not. <laughs> I have a day left to be a graduate graduate uh, from my bachelor's degree in um, English studies. Yes. And that's me. Yeah, <laughs> very well. Well, thank you for the introduction. You're Obviously, as I said earlier, the one thing I really wanted to ask you questions on was, could you please talk to us, like introduce where you're from and especially concerning turkey because i'm i know that you're from turkey but i don't really know all your story around it okay okay so um so i have i have the double nationality so i was born and raised here in france but i um i go back to turkey every summer Uh, we try to with my family Um, so Turkey is like a, a very um, medium-sized country. <laughs> I'm gonna do like a geography class here. Uh, it's like just between Europe and Asia. Mm. So it's mainly on the Asian continent, of course. But we have like a, a little part uh, in Istanbul, which is in Europe. And um, uh, so I'm originally from Samsun. So it's like a province. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at the north, uh, just like under the Black Sea. I'm very like detailed about it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm from like a, a, a district within Samsun, which is in the south of Samsun. It's called Havza. Okay. Um, and yeah, so my, my whole family is from there. Okay, And we so go there. Yeah. You were born in France then? Yes. And is it, are you both your parents from Turkey? Yes, they're both from Samsun. So that uh, my um, yeah, no. I'm a child of an immigrant family. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you? How can I put that? Do you not miss? But like, how do you feel about the fact that you were not born in the country, but that you were born in France? Wow, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know why? It's such a weird thing to feel that you belong to somewhere even though you weren't born there Mm. but it's in your blood so you kind of feel it like it's a weird thing that you feel um how do I feel about it I don't know if I wish I was born there or you know things like that but um, I think I always long for there you know Mm. it's always like calling to me almost like it's like I I obviously want to Uh, live the rest of my life there uh, do you yeah wow. not that I don't like my life here but <laughs> you know it's just 
okay, I'm trying, friends. <laughs> Let me try Turkey after, you know? Mm. And then I can see, but... Um, I don't know. It's it's a, a, a I think it's a very different experience for every child of immigrant, but and I I know some of my friends uh, don't really want to go back there, like to live, you know, there. But I know myself, I I want to go there so much that I like I'm already planning, you know. Mm. It's so. Yeah. Does it when you go there every summer? Do you feel like you belong there? Like, is there mm. do how do you feel any difference uh, because of the fact that you were not, you did not grow up there? Or mm. do you feel like you completely belong and there's, like you fit in? Um, when I was younger, I used to not feel like I belonged. Um, but like when I grew up uh, and now that I'm like very grown and I, I know about like the history of my country, my home country, you know, I, I know about um the the heritage you know that i have mm. that was left to me so um now i feel like it's mo it's more of like a feeling of allowing yourself to belong there because there will be some people that will not make you feel like it's it's home let me not uh answer the last question <laughs> sorry well no it's, say it say okay. it <laughs> don't worry you... oh i'm just too fast you know <laughs> You no. want to rush um, things. No, it's... Yeah, I, I allowed myself to learn more about it. <clears throat> and then I feel just at home, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Did, has anyone made you feel like you did not... You were not supposed to belong there? You know what? It's so funny because it's not people there that made me feel like that. It's not the locals there. It's more of like the people I know here. Really? That like kind of almost influenced me when I was younger and that told me like that life was easy for us here you know and that mm. maybe you know it was better for us to continue living here than to go back there because you know it would be so different because even though it's our the, the country that like uh, it's our blood you know mm. it's not going to be the same because you were born here And you, you, you yeah. know the system here, you know the people here, even though you could not, uh, you, you could feel like you don't belong here either. But it's, it's so weird to say that, like, it's the people here that make you feel like yeah. no, I get you can't the... go back there, you know. Whether people from your family or people from no, outside. In, in general, or... I don't even have, like, the names, but, like, you know, I have the words, like, mm. uh, turning in my head, I'm like... I remember like someone telling me that but I'm not gonna let it influence me you know I love my country obviously so, as you should yeah. slay <laughs> <laughs> slay <laughs> no I get that was it was it different <clears throat> for you to how was it growing up in a family that all your family is not from France mm -hmm. so I imagine the atmosphere must have been very different oh yeah it was it is very different but it's like um bringing a, a, a small part of your country in mm. another country within your like just little home um I just love the okay it's so weird because you know we're not a very close family that like like we are ride or dies because yeah. we will like 
you know, really fight for each other, but we're not that close like in everyday life. Mm. But um, the, it's so different. And I, I used to like see that with my uh, French friends and their families. The dynamics are so different. Yeah. It's such a more... Um, it's, it was such... Um, so it, it depends, but um, t- from like a context to, a, to another. But uh, it, sometimes what, it was very chill for me and my parents and like my siblings and my cousins. Like it was so chill between us. And then I saw like my other friends and they were like so formal and so like, you know, mm. very straight. Like you have to... No, don't say that. Don't talk like that. But we have context within our families that where we can't. Uh, speak mm. a certain way too but yeah it's you know it's different cultures so it yeah. it is going to be different obviously obviously yes did, did your parents uh speak french before coming uh well not not before coming but um my father came first with my grandpa uh so he started learning french here because he started working here um but my mother doesn't speak french so that's why I, I uh, she doesn't speak french no she doesn't all. speak french at all she understands us she acts like she don't but <laughs> she does and um so that's why we we speak turkish with her so okay. that's why i'm i'm looking that way because well i wish she would speak french because that's like a very good thing to know like two languages but uh yeah we speak turkish and my my mother is a teacher in primary school and she told me that sometimes when the parents don't really speak French, mm-hmm. it can be quite complicated. Did you ever yeah. encounter that kind of situations? It's true. Like I've seen it myself too uh, with people around me. But you know what? Weirdly, we didn't really have that problem uh, in my family. Well, maybe because my father speaks French. So he used to speak French with us. Mm. And then um, m- m- uh, my sister and me, we like to read a lot. Uh, so like from a very young age, from very early on, we started like reading a lot. Um, so I, you know, I don't really know why we didn't have that much difficulties, but mm. I know that some have them. Yeah. If you speak only your mother tongue at home, it is going to be different, you know, for for those people. But it was uh, very much mixed uh, in our in our home. In which way? Uh, well, we we used to speak French with my father and Turkish with my mother. Oh. So you know, we were at the same level in the oh. two languages. So we were progressing at the same path. That's great, actually, because mm-hmm. I know that for for children who only speak their mother tongue at home. It can be very complicated sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. especially when you just, for example, during the COVID period. I know that some children only spoke their mother tongue at home. So when they came back to school, that was absolutely like, it yeah. was so hot for them to go back to French. That must be because you're not um, practicing it, you know. Yeah. And you can't just practice the language that you want to learn in one place, one context, you know you like it's the same for us you know english we have to speak it at school but uni but we also have to mm. <laughs> school university, university. <laughs> we're students by the way 
um but we also have to like practice at home we have to practice mm. like with the, uh, the locals you know we have to uh, try to speak it in different contexts so that must be very difficult for people to, just to force it's kind of forcing yourself to speak it at some point you know if you're not yeah it's not very natural yeah no mm. I, i think so as well i mean i never had the problem but still <laughs> no but english english yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> Well, it's I'm a second not, language. Don't like underestimate it. Is, it says, but I I don't speak it at home. Like <laughs> me either. Like um. Oh, actually, we speak it a lot with my sister. Do you? You know what? She's 17, but she has the same level of English I have right now at 21. Wow! But She's I think so it's good. much more easier nowadays. Oh yeah, like, you, you can do so many things yeah. with series, with books, and everything. That you have everything at hand, which mm. we. I mean, we did have it when we were younger, but still. <laughs> but we were busy playing around. Like, we're not, you know, today <laughs> playing they're, around. Like, they're just on their phones, you know. So yes. we, we weren't that interested in our phones. And we didn't even have them at some point. I think we are like the last generation. Yeah, the last, very last generation, maybe. I know I had mine when I was like 14, I think. Yeah. 14, 15. Yeah, and it was late for my age. Like everyone had them when, when they were 12 mm-hmm. or 11, which oh, was okay. so early. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. But I think that nowadays with social media and everything, it's much more easier to have like to have access to English or yeah. other languages in general. Clearly, yeah. And yet, I also think that you tend to learn not always the right language. Like you, oh, I like yeah. In, you mean the familiar? Yeah, very familiar uh, language. Yeah, and all the sound like you don't <clears throat> really get the. Uh, how do you say like the whether as we said whether it's familiar mm-hmm. or whether it's going to be proper English mm-hmm. or no I know that um, for me when I started writing essays in English I did not always realize whether the language I was using the vocabulary I was using was familiar or not oh yeah that's so confusing and that's so frustrating too you're like I know how to speak English but mm. like when you're speaking with like um how do you call that it's not locals um well native speakers yeah native native speakers young native speakers yeah they're like um you know that's not really the proper way of saying it i'm like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) i spent my whole life (laughs) on this like i'm struggling here but it's you know it's uh, I, i don't think it's a very big issue I don't say honestly I don't think so yeah. I know that for me my friends are <laughs> they make fun of me because they say I have a very posh accent due oh, to the really? fact but due to the fact that I use such high standards vocabulary sometimes and I'm not going to understand them when they're going to use slangs or anything mm-hmm. so I feel like it's you know it's it's like uh, foreign people who try to speak in French mm-hmm. we have our way of talking especially yeah. with Verlon and everything so when foreign person stops talking in French <laughs> and uses words we don't even know they existed yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah and I think it's very it's very generational yeah but you know we're doing good yeah we do yeah I think the generation before us was not doing as good as <laughs> sorry I mean not sorry but <laughs> I mean, we're, like, really, like, giving the efforts, you know? We're really trying yes. here. I th- I feel like it's uh, it bec- 
it became so important to have like all these languages in in, mm. in our lives because it's so enriching you know you can't help but not notice it yes. it's it's a reality uh, it makes you like open to the world yeah. it literally like, opens so many doors like i don't know even like um if you spoke like spanish mm. you could speak with everyone in latin america you could speak with spanish mm. people uh, if you speak if you speak sorry if you speak i don't know if you speak german you could speak with swiss people you could speak with the people in netherlands in the netherlands you know yes it's like so good i think it's so crazy when you think about it yeah we are such a multicultural generation and it's just insane to be able to do that just the fact that we know what's going on in other cultures even though it's different yeah. when you actually live in the, in another country mm-hmm. you are still aware of how it goes of the cultural differences and everything yeah of course yeah i was wondering was it ever ever hard for you to maintain a certain level of turkish mm. due to the fact that the only place you actually spoke that language was at home oh, yeah Yeah, actually, I feel like I don't really have a very good level of Turkish, but um, I can understand it very well. Like even if someone speaks very like high level Turkish in front of me, I can understand. But um, it's hard to tell yourself that it's your mother tongue, um, but you can't speak it perfectly. You know, you, mm. you can't find the words sometimes. It's so frustrating, but... Mm, I, I really hope to like even get better at it you know so it's a goal of mine um to try but I'm, I'm, i feel like i'm already lucky to know how to speak it firsthand because i know some ch- some people that like um which their parents you know don't really have the time or like the even the motivation to mm. teach the language to their children so Yeah. Mm. Do you still have family in Turkey? Oh yeah, my whole uh the the my f- mother's family side mm. is they're all there. So you have opportunities to talk with them in Turkish. Oh yeah, of course. And I have friends there too and we have like um how do you call that like um uh f- family members but like that are not really close but uh, that that we go visit every summer. Relatives. Know. Yeah, relatives. Yeah. yeah. So you have relatives. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. I have them. So I can, yeah, I can speak with them. But you know, they do not speak uh, the very high standard Turkish either. Obviously, you know. So yeah, obviously it changes. Yeah. Do you do you read in Turkish as well? Read. Read. Sorry. Oh, read. Sorry. Um, oh, I don't read. I don't read that much in Turkish. But I'm starting slowly. Yeah. Um, is it different oh it's such a poetic language it's so different like it makes me feel so many different things than like when i read in french or even english even though i only mm. read it in english um yeah it's such a different language and it's also like um um uh, so it's part of like the turkic language group mm-hmm. so there's like so many people speaking like variations of the language and like i can understand other countries turkish too so it's like um so poetic like for example 
I'm gonna read like um I will be reading a p- poem from like Azerbaijan or something and it's going to sound so poetic you know yeah. it's it's such a poetic uh language family so mm. different from French and English which language do you prefer to read in English English yeah it's so, honestly yeah. I agree with you you know it's you know what when I read in French I don't I can't help but cringe you, you feel sometimes that? yes me as well okay especially because I, it's not such a like melodic language mm. and I'm I know I'm very picky when it comes to like the use of words yeah. I really wanted to sound to have a certain rhythm a certain pattern and in French sometimes it's so off the sound of them yes it's... the sentences sometimes are very short mm-hmm. and just the words seem to be so simple and to not have I think classic books may be like better to read mm-hmm. but like when you read very modern books very contemporary books sometimes it's so not it, it doesn't hit the same yeah no yeah. but okay but let me just say that french is like a very very beautiful language like mm. it's we're um, not trying to say anything bad about yeah french. <laughs> obviously you know um <laughs> but uh you know how like people like out um foreigners we will say that french is a very romantic language i still don't understand I see it <laughs> i don't, I don't see hear it, it either <laughs> but crazy. it's a language okay it's a language and it's very rich yes. that we can't deny but it's not romantic sounding like but you know, that was so funny <laughs> last semester i remember we were like um we were to Khalid with my university and me and one of my um, kitchen, corridor mates, kitchen mates, I don't know how you call them, <laughs> we were talking in French, but like obviously using slangs and using verlan and using so many, so ridiculous words. <laughs> and German girls next to us, when we stopped our conversation, mm-hmm. looked at us and were like, we were talking together and French is so sexy. No and way. Then, <laughs> and we were saying, shit. We How were li- they see oh, I should that? not say that. <laughs> we, were, we were literally saying ridiculous stuff. Like it was not sexy at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know how they can hear it. I no. can't hear it. And it's so funny because you could you could say anything, yeah. And people around us were going to be like, "Ooh, French is so sexy." <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's just French. Yeah. No, I think one of the sexy thing maybe would be the fact that when we talk in English, we have a much higher voice, whereas when we talk in French, it's it comes from the chest. Oh, and it comes to like the bottom of your mouth. So okay. it's much lower. It's much hmm. more like. Gl- glamorous <laughs> but see we, we don't we don't like voluntarily do it no we don't so maybe that's why we don't feel like it's such a natural thing yeah. for us that we're like like I, i'm even bored like of speaking it sometimes i'm like okay let's switch to english yes you know english not, is not so much easier. like uh i'm i'm very i'm being very humble right now but <laughs> You know, you have it, the language, you have it so you can switch, mm. you know, you have that luxury, so. Yes. And it's just, I've, I think that's probably due to the fact that we understand the words as well. Like, there's something 
in French, people who speak a very proper French, we tend to see them as um, a very haughty people. Mm. Like they're, they're not. They're doing good though. Yeah, they're doing good. We wish we could speak like them. <laughs> exactly, but they they feel so far away mm. from us. And at mm-hmm. the same time, people who actually speak the slangs and everything, we yeah. know what it means. Yeah. And it's the meanings behind them also not and yeah not sexy at all <laughs> and it's so much more like um it's you know it's a chill language when you want to mm. yeah like speak it in a chill way eat syllables yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> true. syllables disappear yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true we just love making fun of the language we really mm. do but it, we we like we're so lucky it's such a difficult language if you want to learn yes. it when you become an adult like we're so lucky Honestly, yes, I think we're very lucky to be born French yeah. and to learn other languages because it's so difficult, even for us. It's so bloody complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. No, it should <laughs> it's too not. hard. It is. It's like you're sweating when you're speaking the language that you <laughs> like. You spoke for your whole life. Like, yeah. okay. Uh, I finished my sentence. <laughs> I'm good now. Is it is it complicated for you the fact that you speak three languages? Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes mix up I don't know grammatical sentences like um grammatical rules mm-hmm. or do you are you going to I don't know how to say that in English. Are you going to use French expressions in English oh. or reverse or like <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we do that a lot. It's like yeah, we we're gonna like have a um, uh, a saying in French, and we're going to try to translate it in Turkish to make I don't know to like make our mother understand something. You know, we're like yeah. okay, it hits very good in French. Like it sounds exactly the way I want it to sound, and then we like translate it, and then we're like okay, well that wasn't what I wanted to say, mm. but. Uh, it, it's three very different languages, like I said before, but I couldn't really point out the the thing that I um, that make it, that make them difficult, but um, because I'm not very good at grammar either, so mm. in the three languages, <laughs> so um, but it's very different. But I I feel like you it it just flows naturally, you know. Yes. And if you want to translate something, um, it's going to come or not, like we mm. we do in English. You know, it's like yeah. Ça passe ou ça How do you say that in English? Yeah. It, it 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 flows or it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. You know when we do that. Yeah. It's like it's... how how can you sh- so basically that's a saying. In French, mm-hmm. meaning either it goes through or oh. or it or it or you ju- or you just face a wall. A wall. Okay. Period. That's Slay. it. Slay. <laughs> I'm so used to having to like use different words to express my meanings and my thoughts to yeah. native English people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have experience. You have training. I don't know if it is training or not, but it's just <laughs> Well it is because I didn't have that that experience. So like when we're, you know, talking to each other, we're like, okay, we understand each mm. other. We're not fluent, so it's okay. But when you're with natives, you're like <sighs> 
okay, let me impress them. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress them. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you I'm not that competitive? No. <laughs> I'm like, it's your mother tongue, but I can do better. <laughs> no, but you know what's so funny when you're like with foreign people, it's trying to explain to them French expressions. For example, I don't know if you know what that is to down the drink. Like it's basically um, cul sec. Okay. So cul sec well. in French means to down uh, to down the drink mm -hmm. in English. And trying to explain to them what we say in French, like to make them understand that basically oh, yeah. cusac means dry ass. But go on See, and explain that to no, them. <laughs> they they purposefully do it, like complicate our lives. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. No. Why? I mean, technically it does. It's like you, you're drinking until the bottom of your drink is Okay. Dry. Yeah, true. It makes I'm sense taking back when you what I said. Yeah. But it's just so ridiculous when you translate it mm. in another language. Oh, you just have to make your brain work so much. It's such so much work. Oh my god. Oh my thinking. god. Thinking. Ooh, it's so complicated. I don't think. Period. <laughs> I just talk. That's all. Oh, yeah. It's just. Do you have that thing where? Do you feel like when you switch languages, your personality changes? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. About okay. It. Let me tell you the different personas I have when I speak oh, yeah. the different languages. Okay. When I when I speak in French, it's so hard for me to speak in French. I don't know Is why. It? Yeah. It's such a. Okay. It's not the people's fault, but I feel like if you do like just a small mistake in French, people get so judgy. They're like. Uh, were you not born here? Like, do you not speak French? Really? Like, I don't know. It's it's not um, um, something that I heard too much. You know, it's just I don't. It's a feeling that I have. It's like hmm. okay, maybe they will tell me that I suck at French. You know, you, you think so? It's a a thought. Like it's a thought. Mm, you know, in, the back, in the back of my head, exactly. I think it's very natural for human beings to feel like people are going to judge mm. you. But in French, I'm very, um, I'm very, okay, I can be very, like, city-style French, like, I can really, like, chill, you know, and mm. do Verlan and everything, mm. and then I can switch to, like, a more serious, and I, I think so hard when I speak French, I, yeah, and, and it's something that I couldn't, like, change, it's so hard to speak French, I don't know why. And I, I've been speaking it like my whole life. Especially because you are in the country. Like mm -hmm. one, we we could think that it would be harder for you to sing in Turkish mm -hmm. because you only speak it with your family. That, so that's, I think that's interesting. The fact that French is actually harder for mm -hmm. you than Turkish or English is. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, so then when I speak English, it's like, <laughs> like I said before we started this podcast, it's like... um. The things that I take from pop culture videos. Mm. I'm a Disney Channel kid, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna be taking like the, uh, I don't know, like the Wizards of Waverly Place, like uh, the, mm. the, you know, the sassy ways, yes. you know, the characters will speak and all. Um, I was very interested in Hollywood and all when I was younger. So I'm turning into like a period slay queen you know I'm sassy <laughs> and I'm like I want to speak like English very 
in a very civilized way. Like, I want to be, like, very, you know... Very normal, casual. Yeah. But uh, it's still a work in progress. The sassiness so. is coming. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Coming it's just too hard to, like, you know, mm. keep it in in me. And then when I speak Turkish, I become a grandma. I'm like... I don't know, like... it's You know, it's so hard to... Um, how can I put it? Um, to like find the the correct way of speaking it because when I'm yes. in Turkey with my grandma, I'm going to be speaking like kind of in a very casual countryside way mm. because she has like a sort of dialect. Uh, and then when I with my aunt, uh, she's very she speaks Turkish in a very very like good way. You know, it's very civilized, very like high level. You no, know? I'm like okay. <laughs> I have to be like uh, very um, cautious of what I mm. say. Well, not with my aunt, but like in the way I speak Turkish. Like, mm. Just to, to know how to speak it that way too, you know. But yeah. And I take uh, a lot of Turkish words from Turkish songs. Mm. And the Turkish songs I listen to are usually like very old songs where like they're. Um, So do you know what arabesque means? Do you yeah, hear I about think, that? I, I think I do, but it depends if we but, think about the same thing. Yeah, I thing. don't think it's the same thing, but it's called arabesque songs. It's okay, like I don't know then. very um, dramatic mm. singers that sing about love all day oh, long, wow. but that are very depressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow, amazing. And it's like <laughs> very like, depressed mm. words, vocabulary. Wow. That was very long. <laughs> I didn't have to elaborate that long on my different personas. Oh no, but please, that's the whole purpose of the podcast. It's about you talking. Oh, thank you. You can, if you want to speak for half an hour, you can. Oh, I'm just going to be thanks. there listening. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I think I think that's very interesting. I don't know if you have that, but I feel sometimes when, I, when I'm with my friends from Scotland, I feel like even though they know me, some parts of my personality cannot cannot come out yet because mm. <laughs> because I don't have the words or the the yeah. right expressions like my personality my personality in English is not completely settled yet mm. I don't know if you have that oh that's such a yeah that's such a different way of seeing things I didn't really think of that before so you feel like you you're not that like comfortable in the language yes to really show like your true personality through the language exactly okay. or just i'm going to use words i would never use if i had the exact meaning in mind mm. you know for example in french we can feel the meaning of the words like we can feel the language yeah. so we know which words we want to use which words we don't want to use depending on our personality and i feel like in english i don't it's not settled yet like mm -hmm. it's a work in progress that's understandable yeah It's, again, like, it's, um, I'm not, like, um, throwing flowers at oh, ourselves, <laughs> but, um, sorry, but it's not our language, like, we, we've gone out of, out of our way mm. to learn a new language, and it takes time, you know, to really feel at ease speaking it, like, mm. we're even, like, doing a very great effort right now, you know. Yeah, we do, we yeah. all. And someday we're going to meet again and we're like, 
Oh, uh, do you speak? <laughs> okay, sorry. I was going to try to do a British accent, but I'm not even going to try. Go on, go on. That no. Would, no, that would be so much fun. Go no, on. no, no. You just, no. you just have to stop pronouncing your T's, first of all, like in the, in the middle or <laughs> at the end of no, the No, I didn't know why I tried to do that. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, but I get you. One day we're going to meet and we're going to have the perfect accent. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's so funny because we we are so hard on ourselves concerning mm. accents especially at university especially because we we are in an english degree whereas when you go there they don't really care you, of you, about your accent mm-hmm. on the contrary some of them are actually find it sad that you might lose your accents mm. and they just oh. don't care like it's just it's are part we? of you it's part of your personality so yeah and i think the most more the most important thing it's the pronunciation i think yeah. someone in our class said that to me and I was like oh yeah true like we don't have to have the perfect accent if someone can understand us because we pronounce the words Mm. in in the correct way it's it's good you know yeah I think so as well especially because we um so at university we have what is called laboratories Mm -hmm. lab yeah lab Lab but it's it's not scientific at all it's just we (laughs) we talk with headphones on Mm -hmm. headphones on and we talk in the mic Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that for people not knowing what it is, <laughs> and so we have to we have to be to pronounce the words correctly. But technically, they don't really care about our accent. Yeah, what they care about is whether we pronounce the right vowels, whether we pronounce the right mm-hmm. like syllables. True. Yeah, and we just put so much pressure on ourselves. It's so unnecessary. We're yes. already like trying so hard to and just it- pronounce it. So that people can understand. Us. Exactly. And everyone is just so stressed out in classes yeah. to talk. Like so many people are so scared of talking yeah. in front of the whole classroom. When all of us, literally all of us are already scared and feel that is very daunting mm-hmm. to actually talk in mm-hmm. front of the class. No matter your accent, no matter how good you could speak in English, everyone is scared to do it. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, it shouldn't be that intimidating. Honestly. No, it should not. We're all in the same uh, bag. <laughs> you see? You see? Like, how do you say it in French? On est tous dans le même sac. On est tous dans le même bateau. So, uh, basically... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Trilingual problems, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Switching back to English. <laughs> so, basically, in French, we tend to say, like, we... Everyone's in the, We're in the in same the, boat. In the same boat. I think you say that in English. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel like in the same boat. Good. Yeah, it sounds fine. Yeah. Let's does. say we say it like that. <laughs> We're trying to reinvent, <laughs> reimagine the language. Yeah. But it's just so funny <coughs> sometimes because I used to think, like, I used to want to, like, try and separate French and English. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have that with your languages. But now I feel like it's such, it's so rich, rich to actually have both languages mm-hmm. and trying to mix them and take a bit from each language. Like some words in English are so much closer to what you want to say, but at the same time, that's the same thing about mm-hmm. French. Like sometimes French is going to be much better mm-hmm. to to say things you want to say 
For example, when we write this morning, we had an exam. And when we wrote oh. S's, <laughs> it says sometimes, I don't know if you had that, but like sentences sounded so good in French in mm -hmm. my head, but we yeah. had to write in English. And it's the same like uh, reverse too. Exactly. Like, yeah. But you want to do like a translation and interpret, right? Yeah, you you right. want to inter interpret and interpretation? Interpreting. Right? you want to do that okay yeah i do so like i feel like for someone that wants to like mix the two languages oh. in your life you have to like be able to handle them both like you can't just separate them and say that's french that english no we have just the two languages have so much in common too so mm. i think it we put pressure on ourselves For we nothing. do. Yeah. We always do that anyway. We human yeah. beings. <laughs> yeah, and we're Gen Z, so. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to do after uni? Because you study English, the mm -hmm. same thing as me, and I don't think I've ever asked you what you wanted to do after that. Um, sensitive topic. <laughs> oh, we don't have to talk about. I this. don't we really don't know, to. to be honest. I I know I want to work with um, people um and like to be in direct contact with people but that are in need yeah uh, like do humanitarian things you know like organizations and um yeah yeah you know o ongs i think uh, ngos oh ngos oh yeah yeah, yeah true <laughs> non-governmental yeah organizations, organizations. Yeah. yeah that's right um i would really like like to do that but i don't know we'll see you know i'm not really um um very precise on what i want to mm. do next um you know it's been three years it's been good now let's see what life's on the future holds yeah what the future holds exactly so would you like to do that kind of thing in turkey then um yeah but i would like to do it like in um in different countries like go from country mm. to another you know um yeah maybe especially in asia Especially in Asia. Yeah. Where? Um, well, in the Middle East, I would really like to do that. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, a, it feels like an unattainable dream. Yeah. Like, because I want to be there so much to, like, just um, help. But also, I'm at a point where I'm like, in what way can I help? I have to first, like, progress within myself and, like, find um, a reason yeah and like uh, find um how do you say that like skills you know oh, yeah just to uh elaborate skills and then if i have something to give to these people then i mm. can really pretend you know to be somewhat helpful yes yeah so why why do you think it's kind of enrichable at the moment um to be honest even like traveling just simply seems very really yeah because you go to to turkey every summer so you're used to traveling and not staying in france okay oh technically i've traveled a lot let me tell you about uh, it okay i'm <laughs> okay. listening no no, no it's, so, it's funny because so we usually go like uh, by car to turkey yes so it's like a two day long uh, journey you go by car yeah like usually We, we can wow, go that, like that's we, far away. It's very far, but it's very like entertaining too, like the journey. And that's like it's like a road trip, not How with your friends, but with your family. So it's kind of different. 
Okay, can uh, I just ask, how many are you in your family? Uh, we're six. Wow, okay, that's a, that's a long we're journey. We're four, four siblings and yeah. But um, we, we don't always go together. Like yeah. uh, there will be like, I don't know, my older brother that will go like mm. uh, later in the summer uh, by plane, you know, and then. Mm. But my sister and I, because we're like the... Um, um, the youngest the youngest yeah we have to follow them but so uh, as I was saying so you first uh, so you have to decide your uh, itinerary 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 oh okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry and then so you either choose like if you want to uh, drive first through okay so before before choosing the con- the second country you want to drive through you have to get out of France first and it's yeah. almost a day long. Like, yeah, if you like pose, if you pose. Yeah. If you do like, if you do rest, you know, on the road. Yes. It's like almost a day by car. It's very wow. far. Yeah. It's, where, where are you going through? Are you going through Switzerland? So it depends again. Okay. So you can drive through Switzerland, um, Germany, Italy, or there's another one, but we don't drive through that. But wait. Germany, Switzerland. Uh, it's very weird. Like, oh no, wait, I don't know. Belgium. It's very high north. Yeah, no, it's not Belgium. Uh, oh, it's um, Austria. Oh yes, yes it's but that's Austria. just after Switzerland. Uh, well, you have to. I don't. We never went through Switzerland or Austria. Okay. <laughs> we usually it's, uh, it's either Italy or Germany, and then it's like the Balkans. It's like Slovenia, Croatia, Bulgaria, Serbia, yes. wow. Macedonia, Macedonia, Macedonia. Ma- uh, don't ask me. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, and then so lastly, it's Bulgaria and then Turkey. But so all that whole journey is two day long, and then since we live like in the like middle of turkey yes. we have a day uh to add to that two days so it's three wow. days for us wow it's very long i can yeah. imagine did you never take the plane oh yeah of course i took the plane too but it's not the same thing like with, yeah. with the um by plane you're there in like uh two five hours sorry two hours five hours yeah that's already a lot um yeah, but, well, yeah, because you have to, like, first arrive in Istanbul, and then, since we live in Samsung, we have to mm. take another plane. I don't know, I don't remember if it's an hour or two, but, yeah, four or two, five hours okay. by plane. But so, technically, I've traveled to old, like, Balkans. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and for I you, have, like, Tefan, on my <laughs> passport. Do you? Yeah, but... I haven't. Wait, obviously are, are they not? Are they not in the European Union? Yeah, but you go through the borders. Like there are borders actually that you. Oh, they're not in the um, Schengen. Oh, don't ask me. Area. That. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, um, I imagine that if you have a tampon, that means uh, not yeah. the tampon. A stamp. A stamp. Sorry. Sorry, it's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> a stamp. Okay. A stamp, not tampon. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Oh, actually, you know what? I don't know if it's like for every country. Uh, let me not say we, wrong We will things. check that yeah. later. Sorry for We're people. We're not professionals. Yeah, okay. exactly. Sorry for those who know everything about the European <laughs> Union. We are not professionals. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Yeah. So you've traveled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no no not really but i dream of it i'm a dreamer 
I'm a visionary. I'm hopeful. You are. I'm optimistic. <laughs> you have I'm to all be. those adjectives, but we'll see, you know. Yeah, that would be great. I have one other topic I want to talk about because we it's already be already been like four to six minutes. Okay. My goodness, we don't have that much time. All right. I really wanted to ask you before mm-hmm. before the end of this episode. I wanted to know a bit more about your relationship with your religion because I know that it's very important for you yeah. and it's a big part of the person that you are. So could you please tell us a bit more on like how how it impacts your mm. life in general, like your relationship to your religion? Yeah, so I'm Muslim, mm. first of all. Um you know what it's so um misunderstood you know we yes. can't deny that it's so misunderstood um so i i cannot like um a claim to really explain it the the correct way mm. uh, and it's not that it's because it's a sensitive topic it's just that i don't want to do um i i want to do justice to it you know mm. um it's such a like beautiful religion that i've i've obviously been born into i was born into that religion but i i've grown to learn it myself to you know you have to do that um and people don't actually really know that but it's it's a lifestyle too uh mm. it's such um deeper thing that than just like a religion you know because uh, people use people are used to thinking about religion nowadays of like just uh it's just a faith you know like just adapt to things like just mm. um you know you could like forget that you could try not to do that especially in no. our country yeah yeah but like i haven't had many uh negative uh experiences you know so I can uh, talk about that. I'm sure there are already so many uh, negative uh, testimonies mm. on online. Like you can find them, but um, it's like I live it. It's not something that I that accompanies me like a, a bag, you know, like a handbag. It's something that is within me. Mm. So I, I, and I can I can expect people uh, to understand that uh um as deep as i live it you know because i even myself uh, i'm learning about it every day so yeah Mm. i don't know what to say it's um um even like thinking about the fact that i was um that that i am muslim it's like it it makes me emotional you know because it's such a and I think it's the same thing for other faiths too. Like it's such a, a deeper thing that you can only understand if you really learn mm. about it. Even if you don't become Muslim, you know, yeah. you can relate to some things. That... It's just part of you. It's yeah. part of the person that you are. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was wondering as well because for those who don't know, we had an experience last year where mm. we live in um, how's it called again? A, uh, Oh, secular country. Like um, no, no, not agnostic. How's it called again? We live in a country where showing your religion in public spaces is technically it's secular. Like, is it like? 
I think it's secular in English. Secular oh, country. Right. I'm learning a new word. Secular country. I had to learn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's see. We have an experience where we were supposed to like do a presentation mm-hmm. in the primary school, and like it was refused. Like you were refused the right to wear your veil, and mm-hmm. you don't have to answer if it's too uncomfortable. No, no words. But how how does it feel for you to have to compromise your religion in order to basically just try and do your work for uni? Mm. Mm. So that's the only, honestly, that's the only experience I've had that was very, um, I don't know, like vi- that changed really my uh, vision about... Uh. Like, because I, uh, okay, I'm going to start again. I didn't really think about it at first that like religion and school was going to be very hard. Like, um, I couldn't wear my uh, scarf uh, in high school. Mm. Uh, I started wearing it like when I was uh, in my last year of co- uh, uh, college, middle school. Middle, middle school, school, yes. Yeah. Um, and then so I couldn't wear it and, and it was okay, you know, I have to adapt. Um, so I couldn't then I used to wear it when I uh, got out of class and then I was like starting uni I was like okay I'm so like happy I can wear it in class like I don't have to um, to take it off you know and then it was going so well and I wasn't having like stares you know I wasn't giving stares I wasn't um, treated like I was different or or else But then I had this experience and it was like so crushing. I don't know. You've seen me, you know, and I'm like, Mm. um, it was so um, unexpected too. Uh, Well, we we were kind of informed that. We were told that they wanted you to take it off. But But they were like, we prefer it. It wasn't an obligation. So I'm like, then I'm an adult. I can like Mm. make my own choices. So I will wear it. And then when it was, when it became real, the things I saw just only in videos and, you know, and and, uh, TV, I was like, I can't be experiencing this right now. And I always thought that if I ever lived something like that, I was going to be very, like, smart and, like, do the smart thing and just defend myself. I couldn't. I just had, like, a breakdown. Uh, I wasn't in the moment. And I heard your um, your words. I heard you like uh, pleading them. For, well, not pleading them, but like asking them, you know, yeah. in a civilized way. But they weren't being very civilized. And they weren't f- being very, um, you know, very human, I-, I almost want to say. Mm. Because they were seeing me crying like, I don't know. I was crying so much. I I don't I don't even remember how I even got home. I that don't was, know the city. Yeah, that was really messy. It was raining. Um, it was horrible. Honestly, I called my mother immediately after I I, I got out. I was like, how can they let me go alone? I was like, if if it was any other country, an adult. She was literally an adult. She was probably in her forties. Mm. Like you're seeing. A young adult crying and like literally experiencing like a breakdown mm. and you're not helping 
you're not even saying bye. Like, no one talked to me. Really? Yeah. I, I just I got out. Remember. Yeah, but, you know, we, I don't think we were in the moment. Like, we were like, this is so this crazy. Was, this was, like, the, not the best moment to, like, everything was so, went so quickly. Mm-hmm. That it was so hard to be aware of what everyone was doing, what to mm-hmm. do, what to say and everything. It was really complicated. So anyways, it was a very bad experience, but I don't let it, um, like, change the way I hope to see this country one day. Mm. You know, more accepting, more, more like, open-minded, more um, aware of the um, richness of mm. different cultures and different religions. Uh, because then, when you meet, when you meet people from different uh, religions and cultures, you're not scared anymore. You don't mm. want to, like, just reject them or ignore them anymore, you know? You're becoming just a part of a community that is so diverse. And it's mm. all, honestly, it's everything to me to have that much people around me that have so many different backgrounds. Embrace diversity and yeah. different, ba- as you said, different backgrounds. Yeah. When you were little... Um, did you, were you trying to meet people who were from, for example, from Turkey, like mm. you, or from the same religion? Or were you trying to, not trying, just meeting people without really caring? Uh, uh, yeah, the latter. I wasn't really um, seeing a religion or ethnicity. I was just seeing, you people. know, kids. I was yeah. just seeing people. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I like your style. Let me be your friend. Oh, like, you know, I was so like, cute. it was so, when, when you're a kid, you're very innocent. It's the, the education mm. that your parents are slowly giving, uh, you. giving you that turns you into a very yeah. weird person. And experience, experiences that you have as well, I imagine. Mm. Like, I do, you say you've never really experienced any uh discriminatory is that how you yeah. say it yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah discriminatory um situations mm-hmm. before that one last year yeah thankfully well not that i remember you know uh, mm. so and i don't let them crush me and that last experience was not something that was like very life-changing for me but you know it, it was something <laughs> Obviously, yeah. It, even though you've heard about it, like you, as you said, you watched, vi- you saw videos mm-hmm. and everything. Experience it. Experiencing it is so much different because mm-hmm. it mocks you for life in a way. Yeah, and I can't like uh, accept the way that people view us. I because so uh, it kind of will be kind of contradictory to what I said uh, before, but we're we're our religion like we're the 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 image the reflection of our religion but we are also so much more like Mm. i want people to be able to see more than the fact that i'm muslim you know i want them to i don't know ask about my ethnicity ask about the history Mm. of my ethnicity of my my home country you want people to be open-minded in a way yeah and to be to not be ignorant like to be willing to learn i'm not saying everyone has to go out their way and know every little thing about a certain ethnicity or religion but if you live in a world that is so diverse you have to Mm. sometimes yeah Yeah. can i ask you something yeah 
what does wearing your scarf mean for you? Um, okay, that was unexpected. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm ju- I'm just very curious. No, but it's it's like it's. I already have the answer, but it's very different. Th- very difficult to articulate it. Mm. Um, so I wear it for re- for many different reasons, but also for one single reason that is because my religion or um, orders me to wear it, and it can seem very, I don't know, like almost uh, totalitarian to some people. Like just mm. just because you you were ordered, like you don't even question it. I question it. Um, I'm I questioned it and that's why I I wear it today uh it means um, it means so many things but I I don't think I'm going to do it justice like I said um Mm. it's just a part of me again and it's uh something that makes me feel beautiful but also something that makes me kind of invisible because I don't want to necessarily be in the spotlight yeah in the spotlight you know it's it's not my the goal behind it and it's so sad that today it's something that is put Mm. uh, in spot in the spotlight because it's really not the message behind it even if it doesn't really have a message for people Mm. um yeah how do you feel about all the control the controversy around the fact the around wearing the mm. scarf like especially in france it's a it's a topic that comes back every single year mm-hmm. how do you feel about people arguing about wearing a scarf when they're not the one concerned by the very fact well like i said they're they don't know enough they they they're not trying to learn they're not even if they're learning it they're um, receiving the information the way that they want to receive it because they have an ideology and they don't want to change that, that ideology I feel like um, I don't feel a particular way uh, I honestly it doesn't really affect uh, it doesn't really have an effect on me <laughs> to be honest um, because you know when I'm when I'm in my home with my people I'm like with people that accept me so they're not doing anything to my personal life it's just that it's sad to see that they can influence so many people um and that at the end ultimately you have to justify yourself to people you you see it's Mm. it's kind of um um unconscious thing i think i feel like well no it's it's kind of a conscious thing they think they do I feel like it's something that they do so that people can always talk about it so that it becomes uh, not a natural thing mm. but a constant like debate. Yes. It's there. It's always there and it's, and it's never going to be accepted the way that other things are, you know. And I also feel like these constant debates coming back every year mm-hmm. and every month and nearly every week <laughs> i feel like it kind of gives the impression <coughs> sorry <laughs> don't worry it kind of gives the impression that people have a saying in this <gasps> yeah. in a way it's so frustrating it's mm. like you don't even know you 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 don't have all the background <clears throat> you you can't be a specialist of something that you don't understand mm. 
the way that it was supposed to be understood. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't have to remind people that I'm a person like them. I don't mm-hmm. have to remind them of that. That's not my responsibility. I feel like that's the people that are always arguing about it. It's their responsibility to stop that mm-hmm. and just focus on more important things. And I feel like we have so many questions, so many debates to think about and to talk about right now than just a piece of, you know, tissue. No, not tissue. Fabric. Uh, fabric, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much. That was such, honestly, such a fascinating conversation. I, I, I feel like we didn't really converse enough like i was the one the one talking all the time that's the whole point of the show <sighs> to be honest oh i still have a question to ask you actually oh i know are you i ready? feel like i know what you're going to oh, ask i don't know i don't know what you think it is <laughs> <laughs> so what does home mean to you and where is it if you have a home okay okay have you done like nine or ten episodes or something i've done 10 episodes okay and i've thought about the question every single in every single episode but i haven't like like i i don't really know you know i i couldn't really think about like a it's so complicated yeah a simple answer but um it could be so many things but the first thing that came to my mind but then you know I have a second and a third and but the first thing that came to my mind is just being at home with my family <laughs> honestly like it's just I don't know sitting um eating something and just watching mm. tv such a simple thing but I think home can be very simple yeah like we that's what interests me so much about this concept is that it's so personal and it really depends on each and every individual mm. and sometimes some people are going to say such a huge definition are going to oh, yeah, think very... about big things and sometimes people are just going to be like home is that one particular thing that yeah. comes back every single day but that's home to me mm-hmm. yeah and and especially because i'm i'm s- such a like family person yeah uh that like it, it was the first thing that came to my mind and as as simple as it is um but like I I liked everyone's response. Oh, and Emily, her mm. response was so cute. Yes. She made me cry actually. Oh no! Yeah, because the way she talks about her family, you know, I'm yes. the same. I'm like, why? Why? I feel like we cry because it's so overwhelming the love that we have for them. Yeah, Even I- though like we could argue, we could bicker, you know. It's like when you have a very deep love for someone whether whether it's family whether it's um like in a relationship yeah, or even or even platonic mm-hmm. i feel like when you love that person so much that like you can't put words on it yeah. you just you just become so emotional yeah. because you don't know how to say it yeah. like you don't know how to put words on it and you feel like every single word is never going to do it justice yeah never never and emily she said it in a very like beautiful way yeah. And she didn't try to contain herself, so that's what I, wh- why I liked it. But bless her, she's so cute. <laughs> she's so cute the way she talks about her family, and bless her family too. <laughs> 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 While we're, uh, you know, blessing each other. 
Well, thank you very much for answering all my questions, thank for coming you. all the way thank to my apartment. Uh, honestly, we could have like spoke for hours. I honestly, feel like. yes. And I w- wish I could like uh, ask you questions too. <laughs> you can ask. We can do another episode in the okay. following like way. a special so episode with like a few people. Honestly, I would so love good. that. I don't know yeah. how it would work because the problem is with podcasts, like you have to be careful that no one's going to talk at the same time. Yeah. But I think that would be very funny. Yeah. I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> we're just ending uni tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can still find On a that way. note, <laughs> we, we, we can just, we can find another way, even though yeah. everyone's going to go back home. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing way to finish this episode. Yeah. Ooh, home. <laughs> okay. thank you very much thank you so much Luan and thank you beautiful people for listening to this episode and see you in another one bye bye